It's time for you and those you love to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. It's called Move Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a free one-hour live online class where you'll hear new and empowering information about how to solve addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, or being labeled for life. If you're struggling or you love someone who is, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll in this free one-hour class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org and choose the date and time that works for you. See you at the masterclass. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey, everybody. Hi, welcome to the Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And as you may know, if you are uh, not a regular listener, we wrote the Freedom Fund. The Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family. That's right. And our colleague, Stephen Slate, is the co-author on that as well. Yes. Yes. So I was taking some notes. Um, you know, we're pretty active on social media. And uh, and I we've been posting a lot about addiction is not a disease and people are not powerless. And addiction treatment, most people don't know, has a very high failure rate, usually within the first weeks or months after leaving. But overall, long term, it has a has an abysmal failure rate. And, and a lot of the argument for the addiction disease mythology is that it's more compassionate to call addiction a disease that, that if we're simply saying it's just a choice and that's that we lack compassion, but I, I wrote some notes and Mark wanted me to read them to you. And then we're going to talk about it. Okay. The freedom model is a compassionate solution in treatment. There is an obvious lack of compassion and no solution. We are, I say the freedom model has confidence with compassion and a practical application of the solution. We are confident because we have a real solution where no one else does. We are compassionate and empathetic to what people are going through because we, Mark, Stephen, and I have been there. We know what it's like to feel powerless, out of control, and like a victim of our thoughts, desires, and actions. But we found our way out of it, and then we took the time more than three decades, 34 years and counting, to really figure out how we did that and how others can do it too. We are confident because we solved the problem and we've taken the time to study others who have also solved the problem and learn exactly how the problem is solved for good. We have seen that it's not a disease, that no one is actually powerless. The research is very clear on that. And we have seen the truth of how people solve their addictions and move on with their lives and we wrote it down, then developed it into affordable, effective, and yes, 
compassionate programs that show people exactly how they can solve their problem for good and move on. All right, stop right there. So I'll have her read the rest if, if necessary. Um, I want to talk about the fact that treatment centers ignore, not only treatment centers, treatment centers, AA, uh, our entire culture, journalists, um, the media. 12-step programs. Everybody ignores, it literally ignores all the millions of people that get over the problem every year. And that's such a, such a blind spot. Well, it's such a, it's such a blind spot because, because there's, everybody knows somebody that got over the problem without treatment. Yeah. Everybody does. And, and yet we say treatment's necessary. And then, and then furthermore, we go into this strange land and unfortunate land where people are going to rehabs and cycling in and out endlessly. And nobody's Nobody until we came along really, really searched out the people that got well and moved on with their lives without treatment. They ignore all of that. They, they, they act as if it doesn't even exist. Well, you know what? It, it's an interesting thing to me. It's it, what they do. Okay. Is they, they, and in research, you can't do this. They cherry pick, they cherry pick the people that seem to fit the theory. And it's a very small minority of people that seem to fit the theory that they're powerless and out of control. And then they summarily dismiss the vast majority of people that don't support the theory. Yeah, it's, it's just a, this massive, massive world of people that are ignored. And so what they effectively do, what they do, and this is interesting, is they've created they 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 want to grow that those little amount of people that fit the theory and so that's what they're doing yeah. that's what they do in treatment you go into a treatment program and most people that go to their first treatment program mark included um me included when i first went to an aa meeting don't believe that they're powerless yeah that's right they don't believe that i can remember being told you know if you've said you can take it or leave it that means you can't Right. Think about what you just said, though. That's so that's such a trap. There's no logic to that. Exactly. That, do you understand? Like, there's no logical when you listen to a statement like that, there's no logic involved in that. It's the the obvious answer is, well, why? 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 Yeah. So so if, if here's I, the thing. So if you believe you're an, you're an addict, you are. And if you don't believe you're an addict, you are. Yeah, you're in <laughs> denial and you are. I mean, all- oh, that, that means you're more of an addict. That's like right. I fell into That's... that trap of being like, you know, I don't, I can remember when I, look at when I quit drinking, I went through withdrawal. I was a heavy daily drinker and, and I had already quit other drugs. So in my mind, I was like, I couldn't be a real addict, right? I, I quit daily use of other drugs and- and so when I, I can remember when I went to AA, I was like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I'm a real alcoholic. Like I said that and they're like, Oh, Oh yeah. So how is it compassionate? Let's get back to the compassionate. Yes. Argument. So how is it compassionate to tell somebody they have no power? Right. When, when honestly all objective reality points to the fact that they're choosing this. Yes. Now choosing, then you don't make, they make a false equivalency that choosing equals bad. 
that if you choose to drink and drug and behave poorly, it means you're a bad person. And, and that's not necessarily so you, you may be a bad person in general. You might be one of the nicest people in the world that just likes to get hammered. Yeah. Um, so I've known both kinds of people. I've known people that don't like to get hammered that are not good people uh, as well. You know, so it really is inconsequential to whether you're a good person or a bad person, whether you like intoxication or not. That's right. You, you live, your character is built upon your behaviors and the choices you make. And I just did a video that you are the average of your habits. You are an average of your habits. So if you have a heavy drinking and drug habit, mm -hmm. um, you're going to be the average of that. It's going to pull you down and, and it's going to beat you up a bit, but it doesn't, it may not change who you are. Um, it, you might be the same person that just happens to limit themselves with this activity. Every single activity that we do, we divide up our day by the activities that we do. And some are very productive. Some are not productive at all. Um, but if we're happy, I think that that's okay. You know, now there are trade-offs to some of our happiness, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when you, when you buy a cup of coffee, you give up a part of your salary. Right. Nobody really sees it as a trade off, but it is a trade off. Everything yeah, in yeah. life is a trade off, um, but it doesn't make you a bad person. You see, so there's these weird ideas when it comes to, quote unquote, addiction or substance use, where we equate it to being bad. And and so if it's bad, then we equate there's a weird equivalency to disease. No, they're not bad. They're diseased. Hmm. Well, they're neither. Neither is they're, true. They're neither. They're just people doing what they want to do. And if they act like an asshole when they're drunk, that makes you an asshole that day. I yeah. was. Yeah. Know? But look, at there was plenty of times I acted like an asshole sober. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's lumped in there, too, with it being part of the disease. So so even after right. you're sober for a period of time, like I can remember being at meetings and people talking about that's your alcoholism. Yeah, that's your ism right there. You know, oh, God, and, come on. Ism. Come on. So everything, everything. And I was going to say this earlier. All roads lead to treatment. So it's all geared towards you at this all encompassing ism. Yeah. Right. Alcoholism. And how the fuck is that compassionate? You don't have a disease, first of all. Right. So, you, so we're saddling you with a chronic progressive illness you don't have. That's malpractice. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and then somehow being saddled with the disease you don't have is compassionate. Now, now here's the deal. I realize that we're talking about something that most people don't know. Most people don't know that it's not a disease now because they've, they've mainstreamed this idea. And so, so now you do feel broken. Now we are creating broken people. We are creating a subculture of failure. We're creating a subculture of fragility, that you're fragile, that you're broken, that you're diseased, that you're powerless, that there's a loss of control, that there's an entity called addiction. Oh, look, I want you to think about something, okay? And I, I wrote this here, but I'm just going to say it outward. And and I'm sure that a lot of the people that work in addiction treatment are wonderful people, and they're tr really trying to help. But I want you, to, if you've had a treatment experience 
or even an experience in, in the rooms of AA or NA, right? I, I want you to think about the times when you saw a distinct lack of compassion, when you felt incredibly judged, when you, when you were treated badly, okay? This is a good point. And the thing about it is, you know who that, who typically in addiction treatment treats you the worst are the people in recovery, okay? And I think I know why this is. I did a, a short on this um, actually yesterday. And why that is, is because in the back of their mind, and look at, you'll hear it at AA meetings, do what I did and you'll get what I have. In the back of their minds, they, if they're abstinent, which not all of them are, you should know that first off, but if they're truly abstinent, and they really don't know how they got there. That's such a great they point. Don't, they think it's because they went to some meetings. They think it's because they're working a program, whatever that actually means. They don't even know what that means, okay? And so, but in the back of their mind, and they will say it to you, if you're listening carefully, you'll hear it. They'll tell you, well, you got to choose not to drink and go to meetings. The back of their mind, they know it's a choice. And so they're treating you badly because why don't you just make the same choice as I did while telling you, you have a disease and you're powerless and it's mystical and magical and you have to give your will and your life over to the care of God. And you have to do all of these strange steps and get on your knees in front of a bunch of people and surrender or whatever it is. They think it's all of these things when in the end they know they just made a choice. Yeah. And, and they need to justify their job. It, it comes down to money. In the end, it's so funny how humans behave. They'll do just about anything and lie through their teeth or abandon their, their logic for money. Yes. And for, for a job security, people will do just about and anything. And for sobriety. Yeah. Because they, because there is something mystical about that. I can remember thinking within my first year, I was in a, with a group of women in AA who were all working in a treatment program. And they were like, Michelle, you'd be a great counselor. You got to become a counselor. You got to become a counselor. You got to become a counselor. And I'm like, feels very disingenuous to me. Like it doesn't, I, I, that seems like a terrible, like I did not, but, and I was going to school for psychology and I was like, I don't like it. It feels, it felt to me wrong. And so I didn't. And they all went down that path, right? Of being a counselor. And they were, and, you know, if they're listening, hi. Uh, <laughs> but but I, they were kind of the, some of those judgmental people that I have ever known, and insufferable. Um, and when it all came down to it, I can remember thinking, boy, it would be nice if maybe I could make a living and help people. But oh, this way doesn't seem like the right way. It doesn't, it feels wrong. Well, here's the deal too. If you're around recovery circles, it's ugly. It is it's, ugly. It's, it's ugly because it's, it's, um, cause I never believed I was powerless. Well, not only that, but you're treated like shit. Yeah. Right. You're treated like shit. So, so you go through your, your own treatment experience, you go through your own AA experience, you go through maybe having family members, maybe you haven't gone to rehab. Maybe you, you have, uh, family members that judge the night, you know, the, the daylights they out of you. And, and so you, so you, you intuitively know, I, I'm not sure I want to be a part of that. I just want my life to move on. And, 
And you just don't know how to do that because everybody's telling you all this stuff that seems so disempowering. And, and it, and Michelle made a great point. These people don't know how they did it. Now, let me know. Let me tell you how I know that when I was sorting through when myself, Michelle, uh, Ryan, Steve, all of us were researching this, it took us 27 years to articulate exactly how a human gets over a substance use problem. It took us 27 years because we had to sort out of all the needless rituals and distractions Mm. and misinformation and misinformation that treatment professionals produce. They produce lies. They produce distractions called recovery. They make it sound like there's all these processes and strategies and complex steps and spiritual guidance that you need and sponsors and meetings and groups and therapies and medications and, and now medications and mat therapy and 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 new coping strategies and relapse prevention and Jesus Christ. By the end, you're going. All I want to do is get fucked up. Right. You know, and, and you're, you're saying none of this makes sense. You want to know why? Cause it's rituals. None of that tackles one thing. And that is what it took us 27 years to figure out is each individual decides they would be happier, not getting high or drunk and anything outside the realm of that simplistic statement is taking you away from the solution because you're the solution. So it's not compassionate to take people and have them perform all kinds of recovery rituals. It's a religion. It's a ritualistic religion. Meanwhile, you're kind of mindlessly doing steps that really don't mean anything. Bill Wilson wrote him depressed in a bed in the attic of his first AA clubhouse in 1938, the end of 1938, 39. And, and he had holes in his shoes because his whole experiment for the previous five years was a dismal failure. And he was in literally a two-year depression because he was poverty stricken. So he said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to make the 12 steps, match it up with the apostles, right? The 12 apostles. And I'm going to m- make it a spiritual movement. And I'm going to sell the shit out of this book. And he succeeded. He just made up the rituals. He None did. of it meant anything. And Well, he made them up from a religious organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he kind of, he kind of yeah. yeah. stole them. Yeah. He bastardized all of that too. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, but, it, but the point is, it's just, it's just rituals that don't mean anything. They, right. Right. That it, it takes you away. I can remember thinking, okay. At the beginning, what a strange thing that I have to, you know, I went from this, this, heavy substance using lifestyle. And I systematically extracted myself from it. Like before I quit drinking entirely, um, because I was with a whole bunch of heavy drug users for a period of time. And I went through these different phases. And then in the end, I ended up just drinking alone for the most part. And I was maintenance drinking alone, which is where a lot of people end up heavy drinkers, heavy substance users end up alone. Right. And I, all I wanted, all that I wanted was to get on with my life and be normal. And to me, being normal meant figuring out how to be happy, just getting up and going to work every day, how to have healthier relationships, how to be happy, um, being kind of boring. Yeah, and stable. Stable. Like that's- you crave, you crave stability. 
Yep. And yeah. so, but that's not what I was told I needed to do right. in I NAA, know. right? I, I wasn't know. allowed to get on with my life. I had to go from making heavy substance use my way of life to making AA my way of life. Rituals. The rituals Mindless of it. rituals. Mindless distractions from drinking and a power hierarchy where people get to tell you what rituals what you can, to do, what rituals you get to perform and what rituals you don't, you don't get the ritual of living your own life. No, 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 no. You, you have cashed in those chips. You're not allowed that. Because That's you, right. Because you, you're your best thinking got you here. That's right. So, so, and again, that's compassion. That's have, supposed to be compassion. You have a disease that, that renders you now incapable of living your life. So we need a bunch of p other people that supposedly are incapable of running their life, run yours. It's so crazy. I mean, all of this is so nuts. I want you to think about an intervention. How compassionate is an intervention? Because the, the whole, the sole purpose of an intervention is to force somebody to do something they don't want to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's to, it's to corner it's to corner you. Now I know because I had an intervention done with me, right? It's to corner you. And it's for people to tell you basically what a terrible person you are, that you're destroying your life with your substance use, that you're destroying their life with your substance use, that somehow your their happiness is your responsibility. Okay. And that that you need to go to rehab. So you can stop doing what it is you want to do. And oh, by the way, the fact that you have, you want to do this stuff is a disease, but it also makes you a piece of shit. That's, right. That's compassionate because shaming you and scaring you into doing something they want you to do is compassionate. And furthermore, behind all of that is the motive of the interventionist who's getting you to go to a treatment center. That's the highest bidder on commission. Yeah. So make no mistake about it. If the interventionist wasn't getting paid, they wouldn't do it. No. Okay. I don't see a bunch of free intervention services happening out there as an industry. No. Right. And, and so, and also if AA didn't make money, they wouldn't exist. Nope. They wouldn't exist. Now I'm not opposed to somebody making money, but don't act like you're free. Yeah. Don't okay? act like you're philanthropic. It's so Just ridiculous. Saying. <laughs> you know, so so I, I don't think there's much compassion in something that is not real. Yeah. Is not real and is damaging. If somebody said to me, Mark, you know, you have to believe in all these fantasies to get sober. And we've got research that says believing in these fantasies and rituals will get you sober. And they're not real. But if you just believe them and you go into a movie theater and you, you watch movies about these fantasies and then you act out in these rituals and you stand in the corner on your head and you do all this stuff. At that time in my life, I probably said, I see all that. And people are after that whole process, they're able to move on with their lives. I'd go, fuck that. that kind of makes I'll do sense. it. I, I, I'll do that. You know, it, it looks totally ridiculous, but I'm looking at a huge pool of people over there. I, oh, my God, there's millions of them. That have that are now living a completely normal life and existence. Oh yeah, an empowered world. Well, here's the deal: you don't have to do any of that. No, you don't. You don't have to do any of that. As a matter of fact, right now, you could simply say to yourself, "You know what? I think I would be happier 
using less or using none at all. Now, if you can't make that decision because there's all kinds of other stuff that jumps into your psyche when you when I say that, that means you're just confused with a bunch of ritualistic nightmare that the recovery society and our Western culture has piled into your mind. You're confused. You're not broken. You're not diseased. You're confused. Okay. You've been given the wrong information in the name of compassion. And what I'm doing in the name of compassion is saying, you can get out from under all that, but you got to clarify it. That's yes. why we had to create the freedom model. I've said for many years, for decades, that hopefully my job works itself out of business where we don't have to clarify anything anymore, that people just grow up knowing that they're empowered beings and they can move forward with their life and that drugs don't have personified uh, uh, magic powers. And, and once you know that, you can move on with your life and that's compassion. That's a real way out. That's the truth. That's exactly right. And I want to say something to our listeners right now, okay? And and Mark posted this in our group. If you don't know, we have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called the Freedom Model Group. Um if you're on Facebook and you want to you want to check that out. But but I want to clarify something and that is the our podcast here. This is episode I think 183. And, and yeah, yeah, it's a lot of binging on, on, on podcasts. You can, this is one of the first ones you're listening to. There's all, there's four years of history here, um, for this podcast, four or five years now. So, uh, so you can, and I think only back to 2020 is available on our, on our website now. Um, but, but this is not the freedom model for addictions book is not a program. That's okay. Right. It's not a program. It's information. This podcast is not a program. It's not a program. Well, it's a it's a it's a radio program, so to speak, but it's not a program to help people to solve addiction. That's right. It's it, entertainment. It's entertainment and information. And and we challenge the status quo every time we get in, into our studio. Okay. And um, but we have taken the time since we released the the Freedom Model book in tw late 2017, November, 2017. And we've spent the last five and a half years building programs. And the reason these programs exist is because there are people that are so mired in misinformation and beliefs that are keeping them stuck, that they need an actual comprehensive way to learn the freedom model. To learn the freedom model. And and everybody, you know, there are a lot of people that read the book and then that they're not stuck in that. They're not stuck in that. They're not, well, they're not programmed to such a, they're not indoctrinated exactly. in the recovery society so deeply. But many of you are. But many of you are. And we see you in our groups and on in our social media pages, you know, saying, oh, I've listened to this podcast and I, I read your book twice. And and I, you know, when you're doing all of these other things, well, it's important. If that's you, take our sign up and take our master class. It's a one hour live uh, online class. Right. And. And yes, we we offer it in the middle of the day on a Thursday at noon. But if you if you work, well, the, you enroll in whatever day, and by the end of the day, the recording is up and you can watch it. Yeah, you have to register just just to 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 watch it. And so in that in that masterclass, we go through in detail why treatment hasn't worked, why you're still stuck 
even though maybe you didn't go to a treatment program, maybe you just went to like an outpatient thing, or maybe you've seen, maybe you're seeing a therapist for mental health issues and you're still, you, all of this misinformation, you take it in almost everywhere you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a constant barrage of misinformation. So it's no wonder that you're confused. And it is compassionate for us to say that because what we're saying is there's a solution to get out from under all of this. There is. And it doesn't require endless therapy. No. It requires an understanding of the information so that you can then move on with your life. So you can move on. I want to say that again. So you can move on. And and the freedom model is is a batch of information, facts, research that shows that what they're selling you is illogical, not true, and can't be true. And nope. we show the science behind that. But there's different ways that that's delivered. One way is this podcast, entertainment. Another is a YouTube short. Great. Another is our group on Facebook. Wonderful. And people take from all these different things. Which is great. Which is awesome. And some of you get on with your life because of that. Some of you just read the book, get on with it. But if you're somebody that is piecemealing it like that and struggling and, and struggling horribly, then that puts you in a class like me, her, Ryan, Jer all the people that form this and Steven. that's heavy indoctrination. And when you're heavily indoctrinated, then it takes a program. Now, not a program where I am telling you, uh, a, a, here are 12 steps, you know, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. All we're teaching you, we're going to teach you the freedom model, how to undo the rituals, how to undo it so that you can move on. Because sometimes what, on. yeah, because sometimes what happens is, and I always call this the onion, right? You, you peel back the layers of the onion because your beliefs are layered. And, and so sometimes what happens is you get stuck on a belief. You get stuck you, you, you don't, it's so insidious. You don't even know that's what you think. That's right. What Mark said earlier is absolutely true. If you're struggling to, to use or drink less, right. Then there's something you're stuck on. Yeah. yeah the, the, it's self-evident at that point. Yeah. Because you absolutely have the power to change that and change it for good. You absolutely do. And, and I think we've danced around this for a long time that means you're in the class that we were. I needed to talk to somebody. I needed coaching. Yeah. I, did. I needed one-on-one -on -one coaching. I got it with Jer. She got it with me. Yep. You know, um, so you may need coaching. You may need the complete addiction solution, which is my God comprehensive. Yeah. Right? It's a fly in one day deal with me and her. You sit down with us and we go through the entire curriculum the in a day. entire in one day. And, and then you get coaching sessions after that. Then you get more coaching sessions for a year and we deprogram. Not at any point you stop. Yeah. That's when you're done, you stop. I mean, most people are done within a few months and they're like, oh my gosh, because when it, when it clicks for a lot of people, it clicks. Yeah. And, and when it clicks is when you're free. You're and you're totally know it. free. You, it's you amazing where you realize, and then you start thinking, I can't believe I believed any of that, any of it. And, but you know, for me, I can see how I did. I me can too. see how desperate I was. Mm -hmm. And, and I had to deprogram also from a certain amount of 
this mental, I had mental illness, I had mental health diagnoses too. So I had to really test the waters and read and learn at just how much power I have within my own mind. And I mean, it's, I'll tell you what, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And I just want to say something so that we're clear. The complete addiction solution is not something that you spend time in a residential model. It's not, you're not coming to a retreat. You spend no. a day with us, then you go back home and the coaching is done from there. You're living your life. You're testing the theories. You're yes. figuring out the research. You're, you're, you're deconstructing the addiction and recovery construct. And you're applying what you're learning in real time. That's right. You're literally deconstructing something that you have built in your mind based on misinformation. And anytime we live our lives by a lie, we hurt ourselves. It can't end up any other way. So, so we deconstruct the lies so that you can live in truth. And I want you to think freedom. about the, the, the vast amount of lies that are involved in this one problem in this, the substance use problem are massive from, from what substances can and can't do for you to, to, you know, the fact that, or to the idea that they're controlling you, whether they're controlling you to make you keep drinking more, or they're controlling your behavior to make you behave badly or, uh, you know, or that you're suffering from some compulsion that you have. I mean, there's so much to deconstruct. Yeah. The brain disease theory has to go out the window. Um, we get right into the whole, uh, you know, you're biohacked. Uh, we get into the genetics and the lie that, that addiction is genetic. It's not. Um, and it's not a disease. It's not a disorder. It's not genetic. It's not a brain disease. Uh, it's not chronic. It's not progressive. I mean, think about all the things I just hit that you're going, wait, yes, yes, it is. Wait, no, what, what are they talking about? Well, that is your indoctrination. Yeah, that, that is, I just, I just told you a bunch of facts Now, I didn't give you how we came to those conclusions. Cause that was 27 years of, of work. That's what we have to show you. Yeah, for sure. So only you out there know what you need. Many of you will read the book, get on with it. Many of you will listen to one podcast. Great. And it changes your life. Wonderful. But some of you need a systematic educational approach, whether it's coaching, the online program, or the complete addiction solution. You're going to need that. That's just maybe who you are and where you're at. That was me. That was her. That yeah. was us. So, you know, I just want you to know the freedom model is a compassionate, solution to addiction. It is. That's what I want you to know. And, and, you know, if you, if you think you need a treatment program and I'm not talking about detox. Okay. Cause sometimes, uh, people need a medical detox to safely with, you know, detox from whatever substance they're using. Okay. Sometimes that's needed. Absolutely. But if you think you need a rehab, a 28 day program, to solve your problem, you don't. You don't because in the end, you'll just have to undo everything you've learned there. That's right. So, um, so yeah, I think we, I think we hit that. Yeah. We hit that compassionate solution. So, thank you, everybody. Um, remember, our master class is every single Thursday at noontime. You can go to thefreedommodel.org. Uh, I think it's right on the homepage. It's free. It's free. 
You can sign up for it's one whole hour. It's a ton of information that we pack into an hour. Um, and especially if you're somebody that you're unsure, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I am one of those people that might need a, a program um, to, to undo all of this mythology. And, um, and then the masterclass will help you to understand what option to pick. Yeah. It will it'll help you to understand the level of your indoctrination. And it's sort of a diagnostic tool to figure out um, where am I? Yeah. What, what the hell am I thinking? And what is the truth? And we'll go through the statistics on all that. Yes. So thanks everybody for listening. Remember, if you like our podcast, wherever you listen, give us a five-star rating. It helps it to reach more people. Yes, that's important. Yep. And tell your friends, um, anybody that you know that might be struggling, turn them on to this podcast. I know people have done that already and we thank you so much. We have some great, great loyal fans and listeners. So yeah, thanks everybody. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? Well, that's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.